and this is Unrelegated recording live from our studio at Hudson FC in Studio live, A, live, Table live. Table A, on this Tuesday, 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 <laughs> Tuesday. Hopefully even, you've tuned in. I don't. I, it's just a Tuesday, guys. But the what? sunshine today. But the monster the sun jam. Monster truck jam day. is here. Hey, monster truck jam and supercross. It's, it's supercross. Tractor pull. Monster, monster jam was here. There are a whole I lots had, of dirt. Tractor I had pull. A friend who was in from New York, um, and I love her. And she, she's, she heard that monster trucks were in town. She's like, I'm gonna go. She goes to it and then comes back and goes, that was the shittiest thing. I've ever been to. It was so boring. And I saw a lot of the Instagram videos and, and, and Snapchat videos that it looked kind of sparsely attended. But we won't say anything about that because those two events combined. Well, I'm, just, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that later. But uh, first, um, yeah, Kelly, you were on Soccer Down Here on Monday morning. I was, yes. Yeah. yeah and that's going to become a thing. That is going to become a thing. So we are doing what they call unrelegated takeover or Unreal takeover on Monday. Yeah. So we go on at 10 a.m. Either It's going to be either me, Jess, Jay, yeah. or maybe one day it's the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? But uh, every Monday on Soccer Down Here at 10 a.m., you're going to be uh, hearing the lovely voices Check from Unrelegated. Check it out, guys. So much content. Moving on up in the world. Hashtag content. Jason Hashtag Longshore, content. thank you very much. For having us on, and uh, Jess will be on next, so you can hear Jessica on Monday at 10 a.m. on Soccer Down Here, talk all things soccer. That wonderful British Reading. That's place. right. And uh, Kelly, the Gold Stars are on up, the kids. They made it on the replicas. Yes, they Although did. Although they, they, buyer beware, the the early editions it looks like they scrambled, and some were. We saw some pictures of stars falling off. Falling off, <laughs> yeah. It looked, it, it looked like your uh, like your campaign may have made them rush just a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> Um, from what happened. I know, it, it was a rush because they were not planning on it. Um, but uh, I was in the store today. Uh, I picked. I finally was able to pick up my uh, small authentic kit because they were also sold out. That's a of small. All of this, uh, yeah, the one I'm wow. wearing is a small. Whoa, See, yeah. isn't that yeah. crazy? We'll touch on that too <laughs> a little bit um, later. But yeah, the uh, the the stars. Listen, we don't know if we were the reason, and I shouldn't say we, Kelly and Jessica or, or other people raising their voices were the reason, but I still think it shows that it's important to, you know, because some people get down on us like, oh, you complain too much about stuff. And it's like, listen, you know, this is, this is something seem important. So well, you know. it's a community thing. And, yeah. and, you know, to step into that situation and say, listen, like, we earned this. We all earned this. This The team may have won the game, but, but you know, Every single fan that was in that stadium or watching on television or has been to a match or every single person that identifies themselves as a 17 or a member of the Five Stripe family, you know, the star symbolizes I mean, even all if, of us. Even if you don't, though, it's it's a it's pe- like there are people who are proud of this team, whether they are diehard fans or supporter uh, or and supporter groups or things like that. Like my brother uh, recently just had his birthday and he's like, I'm getting a kit because I want a star. Absolutely. And, and he goes to one game a year. And, and, and just to bring it up, I mean, when we play Portland, they very prominently di- displayed their star on their kit. It's, yeah, it's a Seattle, point of pride. I got messages from people in Seattle saying, good for you for raising your voice. We did it, and you deserve it, and that's why we did it you know, la- uh, yeah. a couple years ago. It's so. a point of pride, and it's, something, it's a championship. It's yeah. something earned. It's something that can't be taken away, and it shouldn't be taken away, you know, especially from people that want to – to display it proudly on, on all kits. I got a goalkeeper jersey that didn't have a star, so I'm hoping to add it later, but we'll see. Yeah, and I did see that in the store, in the team store, they started to do the same kind of iron stick-on ones on the peach kit. Um, I think I'll wait. I think I'll wait because I still have a peach kit, so I think I'm going to wait like 
until the end of the year, and maybe it'll go on discount, and yeah. I can grab one. Maybe by then they'll have them like actually on the authentics, or just get them sewn on. I, you know, I've yeah, even thought about true. that. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm gonna go to the person that I, you know I, I want to get a a real star sewn yeah. on. I just I just for for some reason, and I'm probably like a blazing sun. You know, I'm thinking <laughs> about that, but 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 honestly, I think I'm gonna do it on my original. I think I'm gonna do it on my my 2017, the first kit I ever bought for the team. I'm gonna put a star on that one and probably frame it yeah. and call it a day. There you go. Yeah. Maybe you can get a sign uh, at some point as yeah. well. That would be cool. Um, Maybe by Brooke Final the thoughts man. on the jersey, Kelly. You are wearing it. I am wearing uh, it right why now. Why don't you show it off to the camera? Because we are recording video. Uh, if you didn't see our pilot video on Unrelegated, you can catch this as well. And uh, Kelly is showing off the authentic. Yeah, kit. so and you, it's definitely the star is definitely noticeably uh, better. The star is definitely noticeable. It's shiny. Yeah. There's also little hints and, and differences. It's like a holograph. It's got the 17 with the state of Georgia lower. That's that's got a built-in message. It's got an 18 on it, right? On the star for 2018. Yep. Yeah. It's got an 18. The uh, the actual crest of Atlanta United is different from the original authentic. Because the um, it's it's almost like the 3D is not as thick or as uh, it's just much thinner. Depth. It's very th- it's much yeah. thinner. It but it's a thinner is material a, shirt, so that's it's almost a, like they had to. Yeah, it's a lighter shirt. It's a looser shirt. So and it does like, have the vest back. And it does have the vest back, and and it has controversial those vest back on the side. The the I would actually which say, are a different color shade uh, than the um, correct. Than the uh, stripes. The on red. Kit. The red does not match yeah. the striping on this. On the. Uh, and if you want to get like a nerd, if you want to hear epilets. someone nerd out on this stuff, go listen to Solid Solids and yeah, Stripes podcast with Larry Luke. By the way, you can see this on camera. I'm pointing to it. That is Larry Luke's uh, peach design. That is official, and uh, that is permanently here now at Hudson FC above our our studio bunker, and uh, and so that's very cool. But, yeah, check them out because they went into great detail. And even Larry he also Luke did the measures, Le- the measurements. Yeah, the measurements. Yeah. Every, they bought every size. They put yeah. in money of their own to buy every size so they could tweet it out and do measurements. And then also Larry Luke then brought his to a tailor and had it very carefully altered and had video of that and was going to talk about how to do that. Without messing I, up your kit, I right. honestly might though because it's this. Talk to Larry, man. This is a this is a small, and I'm swamped. It's a little baggy. Also, it shows imperfections such as um, wrinkles and things like that much more because it is that thinner right. material yeah. than the other kit. So, uh, be if you want to hit up Larry, that's at Larry L A R R Y L U K. Yeah, hit yep. him up, man. Ask him. He loves he loves sharing. He loves sharing. All right. Um, uh, by the way, new content has been coming out. You may have noticed, or if you didn't, we'll tell you about it anyways. Uh, 92.9, um, I want to thank Jason Longshore and Mike Conti for approaching me and asking me to do uh, promo videos. They're so cool. For uh, wrestling-style promos for every single match this season. That's the plan. Yeah, and they actually um, have the actual WWE announcer, right? Tony Schiavone. Yes, right. The uh the one of WCW the, Monday Nitro Tony Schiavone. That is actually really good. Uh the uh, we could have just had <laughs> Devin do it and say it's I Tony. am a voice actor. But Tony uh does some work for 929 and I did not know that and uh that was a great connection that they found and Jason and Mike Conti write up the scripts uh each week. Yeah he's actually he has a Pro Wrestling Wednesday. He has every, a YouTube channel yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Tony Tony's one of those guys that like you don't think about it, but he was interviewing Ric Flair on, you know, what was it, NWA Wrestling uh, in 1987. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys they retire. He just kept going. He, so. he, he's a true legend, and to hear his voice calling, you know, uh, PT Martinez, and I think he's the voice of uh, a number of I think of like a high school uh, football. Yeah. Uh, uh, t- he 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 gives his time to do that as well. So that's pretty cool. Did you guys watch wrestling growing up? Absolutely. I watched it. In, oh my god! I watched it early on. I lost track of it, like when The Rock was coming on. I was in the Georgia Dome when yeah. Goldberg beat uh, Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan for the WCW Championship to take his win streak. I believe, I believe it was ninety-seven in a row, but it may have been that may have been over a hundred at that point. But it was Goldberg was was the biggest thing. I, I lived through Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, and but I, I go way back. I, mean, I lost King Kong Bundy. Point, yeah. I know these characters, like I know these wrestlers, but honestly, the only wrestling stuff I watched was Celebrity Deathmatch. Well, a lot of it was pay-per-views, so yeah. you couldn't, like later on, you, yeah. it had to be pay-per-view. Like it wasn't like local channel uh, networks would show it early on because you had competing competing companies and stuff. And then I just remember yeah. you had the big changeover with the NWO going to WCW because yeah. it was like a bunch of WWE guys got tired of these hokey gimmicks and they didn't yeah. want to be dressed up as sharks or, you know, wearing stupid masks. So they decided to go to WWE. Why, why like, would you want to be dressed up as a shark? <laughs> Believe Honestly, it or not. I would, I would pay money to see people dressed up as uh, marine animals wrestling. We should totally go back and watch some classic WWE. But back to Atlanta United, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched it with my grandmother was a big wrestling fan in the 80s and early 90s. So I grew up on Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the, the whatever the brothers oh, that do this the Bushwhackers the Bushwhackers man. and the the Luke and Butch <laughs> and the, the Andre the Giant and all that stuff and later in his career so yeah anyways um, uh, I'm definitely not as big of a fan but. I am familiar enough with it to be able to tap into that, I think, and right. hopefully that But was, you know what? You're uh, a fan of Gresselmania. That's right. Gresselmania all the way, which, by the way, Iron Tooth scarves are, uh, were out, and yeah. still some. I think there was still some for sale, so go grab those uh, from irontooth.co.uk. Uh, talking of, you know, uh, sort of gear and stuff, which we'll talk about later. Um, so, uh, again, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Mike Conti, for that. Keep an eye out. Those will come out the day before every single Atlanta United match. And thank you, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Guys, uh, that brings us to the recap of the Heriano match. Can I pass? <laughs> can you pass? Can I, no. can I do a hard pass? <laughs> well, you've had some time. You, I mean, you had time on Soccer Down Here to kind of talk about it. And and uh, I know Devin talked about it on, on Five, uh, Five Strike Weekly. Uh, or just a, or a recap. We did a match review. Re- match yeah. review uh, as well that's out on Atlanta United Fan TV uh, YouTube channel, so go check that out. So I don't want to get very in-depth into it. Uh, I, you know, Some time has passed, but I did want to kind of quiz on sort of key markers, and that is uh, some, some players that I feel like on Twitter there's been some contention around uh, whether you're, they're getting too much heat, and people are on Twitter saying, we need to give the coach time and you can't criticize, you know, you need to lay off Bello and all these things. So I want to dig right into that stuff, the controversial stuff. And the first thing I think is the least controversial, we'll start with that, is LGP, who I felt made a big mistake. And I think that was clear uh, as day that led to the first goal. And, and yeah, I mean, how do you feel about his performance? He had a, he had a very nervy first 10 minutes. Um, I think he calmed down a little bit later, but, you know, the, he... <laughs> We've gone over this a lot uh, over on Atlanta United Fan TV. I, LGP is a brain fart waiting to happen, but he's also <laughs> he's also um, a moment of brilliance, you know, waiting to happen as well. So that's that's kind of what you par get for with the him. It's yeah. par for the course. It's what you get with him. He at the same point in time, you know, he he should have scored that second goal that you know he technically did, but Loreno it's it, it deflected off him to be yeah. offsides. So. You know, he gives you so much for his faults to be so glaring 
It's just that when they, when it's something like that, when your keeper is standing inside his six and you try to head the ball back and it bounces in front of the 18 to the other player, you know, like we did for the match review with the, it was just a clown show. Yeah, I put together a little video because in um, I've been doing some some editing, some other videos, and in that process, I was looking at some Frank DeBoer content, and I found that he uh, talked very openly about his blooper. Who did it better? Where he <laughs> he headed the ball. They were uh, Ajax was playing Juventus in the '96 Champions League final. Uh, Ajax were uh, champions at that time, I think, and uh, they blew it. Yeah, they blew it. They ended up losing in penalties in that game, and uh, his blooper was part of that. That was the tying goal, too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so. Uh, you know, if you want to th- imagine what Frank was thinking when LGP did that, uh, it was probably more about flashbacks of his own time doing it than getting angry or anything. You now, know? <laughs> now, you mentioned Frank de Boer, so I know we're I know we're on yeah, LGP. Yeah, no, but, let's do it. But Dish I want to get into Frank de Boer a little bit because people will say that you can't criticize because it's early and you need to give him more time. My main criticism of Frank comes down to the fact that when you are obviously down. And maybe it's just that I'm used to Tata Martino with his gesturing and being up off. And Frank sat on the bench next to Orlando Trustful basically for 90 minutes. I didn't see a whole lot of anything other than exasperation out of him. And that's kind of a situation where I feel like our players are used to Tata Martino standing up off the bench, stepping to the touchline, and directing play. Like he, 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 Tata used to be the guy who would. Yeah, we're seeing cultural shifts. Definitely, it's definitely. coming out in those in that game. Um, obviously, we, it's it's difficult. You can't uh, judge too much about one particular game in a very diffi- small sample in a, size. In a difficult I mean, honestly, environment, it, it could have been exactly the same if he's standing on the the edge of of the field and just uh, analyzing, which is what he was doing anyway by sitting. I mean, it's it's he could have done the same thing, and people would have had a completely different reaction because he's always standing. It's just yeah, it's just different, right? It's different. I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's different. And it's just optics at this point, being that we're used to something that just won us a title. I'm more concerned about things like substitutions, yeah, I'm and uh, and and things like that. Than the his. game was definitely crying for a halftime substitution, and and we didn't make it. Nagby should have come on at the half. Shea should have come on at the half. Yeah, I feel like maybe you put a little too much faith in the players um, and uh, and their ability and the resiliency at that stage of the game. It's our first game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in some in some and it ways, was their tenth. That's correct. True. So in in some ways, though, in in regards to your comment about him trusting in players, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. You've got to see what they can give you for sixty minutes, and if it doesn't change. Then you sub, and that's what he did. But if you're in an instance where for 45 minutes you are watching a 17-year-old player get absolutely drubbed down his side, mm-hmm. creating you know obvious gaps in defense and midfield because he's either too far up the field or he's not covering his man, at halftime, if you are a world-class coach, I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to get on Frank DeBoer. I'm all about his hiring. That the. I would have subbed Bello for Shea at half. I would have started Shea. I would have started Breck Shea just based off his CONCACAF Yeah, experience. this is something that um, people were getting into on Twitter because I think there's some in the camp that said, you know, why are you saving the embarrassment? And, and, and you know, look at, look at towards what the, what's happening in the game. Make a change. Um, and some are saying, well, you know, he's got to learn. And uh, Well, is that the way that, that he learns? This is, is, not, being this is not the game that you that you put him in to learn, That's though. what I'm saying, yeah. This is, uh, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, play the kids. but We're also two Brad Guzan mega saves and a Miles Robinson clear off the line from being down 6-1. Yeah. Mm. So everybody needs to stop sunshine pumping and actually understand that 
you know, yeah, we have maybe we could have a second from Joseph if he put that away. Well, we yeah. should also we should also and have Nagby a third and and Tito. Yeah, yeah. Well, not just Tito. Uh, uh, LGP had a goal call back that bounced yeah. off of Lorenowitz. That that should have been three two. Correct. Uh, Nagby missed just wide. Their keeper made two amazing saves. Correct. One on PT and one on I believe Barco. Yep. Uh, you know, so so we had our chances. They finished theirs. So that we can talk well, about all these other things. They finished theirs. It's it's a difference from them them finishing because. The out of the first goal, I don't even want to give them. It was a that honestly to me feels like an own goal because that was a mistake same, that we did. But we they, also had three shots in the first five minutes that went wide, wide, and over. We were dominating the first five yes, minutes. They I agree. scored in minute seven, I agree and then with the you. game changed. One of the things I said before the game is what I was really interested to see is whether we won or lost was how our team reacted if they got into a situation, um, you know, that was. Uh, difficult to deal with and i think that the, the way that the team handled that pressure was what was concerning let's it's almost less about the tactics and things like that stuff you can fix and work on in training what you can't work on is if there's a chemistry issue or if they're i mean or if the team is just not ready right. and this thing is it's, co- it's the coach's job to get the team ready there's no excuses i know it's a short period of time and all that stuff but if you're rolling your team out and they're performing like that in the first game, you're not doing your job. No, but Mike Tyson said everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the face. Correct. Right. And we got punched in the face, and we chased a goal. And then we went down 2-0. So, we got punched in the face. We got sucker punched in the face twice. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> twice. and, and that's And it wasn't thing. even like a punch. It was a sucker punch. It was punch. a sucker punch. And it, 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 was, it was one of those things like you put your hands down and you looked at the ring girl and somebody just you know absolutely clocked you. But those... Those kind of situations either make you or break you, and we came back and we got a goal from it. Granted, it was an it was an own goal. Uh, I know they gave it to Gressel, but it was a complete deflection. The ball was going wide. But then in the second half, we had another brain fart. We got beat on a set piece at the back post. Same. Those are old habits. I say. I feel like that's from from last season. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so those are situations that we can go back on film and fix. We, you know, there, there, there's things where you can say, hey, if you're going to play left wing back, you can't get caught up. What, what You have to come back and play defense. What's more difficult to fix is the chemistry in the midfield. And, you know, Agreed. like you there could. There was so, such, a, such a wide gap from your yeah, attack. Yeah, and Lorenowitz, um, as an attacking, almost like an attacking midfielder at times, it just doesn't work for me. No. Um, I just, I understand. I feel like Parkey can learn and adapt to that right side. We can. Escobar will be back. That'll change the makeup of the back line anyways. Uh, we may see Parky back in the center. So I'm not too concerned about that. Although I, I, I would like to see Miles on the right. We can Miles talk. has such athleticism, and he's, he's got the ability but, to be that but guy. But at the same time, if, if, if Parker's – so let's flip it. So if, if Parker sits in the middle and Miles pushes forward and uses his athleticism, he is a great one-on-one defender. Uh, Parky's even yeah. said it, but if he gets burned – No, but that's Parky's the thing. Parky knows back. how to sit back. That's the, that's the difference. You saw Miles in the center, and that led to the second goal. As he was way up, and then LGP was also up there. And then Parky was way too far right to be able to deal anything when they broke away. And so that left a huge hole, and that lack of discipline and lack of experience in the center where you typically have, like, look at some of the greatest teams in the world over time, and some of the greatest captains well, like Tiago Silva or have been or center backs yeah. because they're directing, they're directing yeah. the show back there, and it's such an important role. And it's just strange to me that we're putting him in on trial at center back when he mainly plays right center back, you know, in, uh, in lane I had two. 
So on the right side. So why deviate from that? It just seems bizarre to me. So, but I also understand that in the first match of the year, too. It's just you know, like out of all three players, Miles, ironically, was probably the best, and that's not his, saying much because he was just okay in my opinion. His average rating was a five and a half. He was just okay to me. That's his average rating, but he also helped a whole lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. He, like I said, Miles cleared a ball the off second the second half line. was different for LGP, too, but it, at the same time. We could have very easily lost that game 6-1. Yeah. We yeah. could have also very easily tied that game 3-3. Yeah. So Correct. if you go back and you look at it, our finishing was bad. Our final our final decision-making was terrible. Barco over-dribbled most of the time, lost the ball more than he actually completed passes. Why do you think he does that? Do you think he gets just – it's it's just – in like a, a fallback for him, like when he's just like, it feels like he can't get space, and instead of looking up for the pass, he's just, he just gets it, I'm going to keep running until I Well, I we're both Arsenal, we're both Arsenal fans, admittedly, and we both are living through the Alex Awobi era, right? where he is faster than everybody, he's technically probably more gifted than everybody, but his final decision making is just awful. Yeah. So you get to the you get to the final third with Barco, and it's like he's either afraid to shoot, which we were begging for last season. Remember last year mm -hmm. when he scored his goal in, in substitution? It was like, oh, finally he's shooting the ball. Yeah. Barco is either afraid to shoot, has had his confidence crushed with shooting, or he feels like he has to beat people to show that he can do it. Yeah. I've seen him beat the same guy six times and then lose the ball. Yeah, and and it's it's just going to be really interesting and we'll talk about it when we preview the the next match about what what we think the makeup of the team could look like because Frank you know Frank DeBoer said he's going to rotate so absolutely um, so and that's I, expect a I expect a I lot from Barco yeah yeah uh, anything else you guys want to talk about in that match uh, or are we ready to move on well no because there's there's positives to take from it mm -hmm. I don't want it to seem like it was Nagy all negative came on and, Nagy and came was on and, great. and showed you why he should start correct yeah. you got an away goal which is practically worth two because if you win this match two nothing you win now my my biggest key to this to this next match that we haven't even touched on is you have to have communication from your leader who has played in England and that leader is Brad Guzan Brad if, if you're gonna play miles in the center Brad has to talk more because the, He's the most talking goalkeeper I've ever seen. I get that, but he has to lead Miles Robinson and tell him where he needs to be at all times. Especially in the back three, there's not there's a lot of space between the defenders. And and there's no <laughs> there's no language barrier. There's there's no excuses. Like this is the match where it we, they are going to press us. They're not going to sit back. He and needed bunker. to shout early on, like, no. "Where are you going?" But get also, back. <laughs> exactly. but if they're going to press us, that get, that they're they're feeding into. We know exactly what they're going to do. Why were we kicking long balls out when they started to press us? We've we learned this done last that, we learned this last season in the playoffs. That's how we defeated teams like New York Red Bulls and NYCFC. Is when we get pressure, we just start launching it and let the, you know let restart the play. You don't and understand we have how many pace, times we have We've the pace that. and the ability to do that. And that's what was frustrating me is for a team that supposedly def, you know Frank DeBoer is defensive minded. The wings were like completely disconnected at times from from the center backs. You know, it was just, just it was way too much space. Well, that was the biggest question: is are you going to get Johan Cruyff Frank de Boer or are you going to get Louis Van Gaal Frank de Boer? Yeah. So, I really hope we get that total football free flowing, switch the field of play type style, and not the let's put ten men behind and the back. And if this was just about regular season us. games, we'd have the time for him to be able to do that, and we could be patient. But with Champions League, 
two matches and you're out. If we get knocked out, I mean, if we get knocked out, hey, well, you know what? Take your time. Fine. At that point, who cares? But if we're going to be in this competition, we want to stay in this competition, they better figure it out quick. And and yeah. see, that that thing right there is, is, to me, like, there was an article today in the AJC written by Steve Hummer where it was like, MLS Cup is all that matters. And that is so short-sighted you know champions cup gets that's not you how the team feels exactly when you talk to Darren exactly champions cup gets you to or you know champions this, league this gets you to club world cup. play how this do you prove you've, you've how do you prove you've made it to the next level right that's exactly the thing. do you well, do it by winning another mls cup or do you by winning a, a tournament that an mls team has well, not being the first mls yeah. team and then going and playing on the global stage in the club world cup against the real madrid's and get, imagine and, the know. tv uh do we get tv money from that you would think that there's a revenue share yeah. of some form but uh, the, mls probably gets most <laughs> even <laughs> still way. even still just to put the league to, to, to get rid of that perception of the league not being able to compete on the global stage you know, look at what Miguel Almiron is doing at Newcastle in three matches. That that fan base is completely turned. Our around. team hasn't gotten where it is thinking like that. Like it's just enough. Like we need to focus on one thing. You know, the yeah, one, no, no, you can. You no, that's not why we hired Front de Boer. That's not why we brought in PT Martinez. That's so not that why we we're can signing. just win MLS Cup. No, that's, yeah, and focus on that. That's that, not why, the, we're why are we even in the? We wanna, why are we even in the tournament? We want to put our name on the world stage. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we for, want for to be our, a global brand for our for a journalist. Maybe from that's the just city. people that are used to American sports, and there's not all these different competitions. You know where you're. Your your local competition, I guess, you know, is is the only one. So I did, maybe that's a cultural thing. But I that's where I think it's 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 important for for podcasts like this and for people that watch the sport like a religion, like we do, to explain to people that maybe they aren't as informed, but they work for media companies and they say you know, maybe you cover the Braves or maybe you cover the Hawks or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to the sport of soccer or football, it's a global game that you want your brand on the global stage. Champions League matters. Club World Cup severely matters. Campione's Cup not as much. I, I could give you that. We're you know playing against the Liga MX champion. That's a one match type thing. If we were to compete for Champions League, you know somehow get past this round, play Monterey in the next round more than likely, somehow get past them and play for a Champions League final, like that's huge. And to undercut that by saying that the the MLS is the only thing we should focus on is asinine. Yeah. It's it's an it's an issue with American journalism when regarding soccer because it's still seen as not as important as American based sports. Right, and that's this also is this, a, this is a constant battle that we're having because we have we are so young in this game. What's weird is this is a journalist who's written about the team before. It's just interesting to see. I mean, I, he clearly says this is just my point of view, but. Um, I disagree with it, um, but it's uh, also it's also a situation to where it's like there are a lot of people out there that share that point of view, yeah. and they also think that like why why does a player want to leave MLS? Why do, uh, we're here in America? Well, MLS is a, probably the seventh or eighth best league in the world. So when a player like Miguel Almiron gets a chance to go to the Premier League, they're going to take it every time. And I've I've said this to people like, don't get attached to players at Atlanta United. Cheer them on when they move on, but know for a fact that if we have a top-tier talent here like a P.T. Martinez or like a Miguel Almiron, they're probably only here on borrowed time. Talking about importance of CCL, um, you got a little heated on Twitter about, um, I think, I don't know if you started to, to talk about it and then Doug Roberson from the AJC then tweeted about it and, and wrote about it, but that, what I'm talking about is the monster truck travesty. Yeah. The the idea that we are playing in Kennesaw 
simply because... The undervaluing of the most important franchise in it. Yeah, and let me read what, what Doug Robertson ended up uh, uh, quoting. Um, and this was actually sometime days after it was back and forth. Uh, I think Brett Jukes, uh, who's uh, an executive, a communications executive with AMB, with, with AMB um, was uh, was disputing the reasonings that Doug was giving and things like that. So tell all the, of your readers Arthur Blank <laughs> honors contracts. Yeah, right. The uh, that's right. Yeah, he says tell your readers that Arthur Blank honors con- uh, Blank honors Georgia contract. High School football Which, by state the way, championships. What? He does, Arthur Blank doesn't own the stadium, does he? <sighs> Is it leased? I'm not like does he sure. is he the one really honoring the contracts or is it A and B and whatever? But he, anyways, um, uh, according to Doug uh, Robertson, he said the uh, hashtag SCCL game couldn't be scheduled in the 1.5 billion dollar stadium because the venue was years ago contractually obligated to host legacy events that were part of the stadium construction agreement, the monster truck race. That was a race. <laughs> I thought it was a rally. Didn't they call it a rally? The monster truck race that was held last weekend and the motocross uh, race that will be held this weekend are two of several legacy events that are part of the construction agreement that predates most of Atlanta's history. But you have an argument against that. Yeah, I have an absolute argument agreement. Uh, on December the 8th, 2018, there was a match that took place that forced other legacy events to be moved. Those legacy events happen to be the Georgia High School Football Association or the Georgia High School Football Association state championship games for all classifications. Right. So you actually had, you know, kids from South Georgia having to stay overnight, you know, move their time forward so that they could play, you know, championship games on a I believe, Wednesday it, was, or I believe it was a Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. So that was originally supposed to be so so that was moved and it was moved for our benefit. Right. But it's it was still a contract. It yeah. was still a contract that got moved. It was still an Isn't event. Isn't there typically that got language in contracts? Like if things contingency happen, clauses, they must have really had a poorly written contract for this Plus, construction agreement. Because were they that desperate to lock up money when they were building that thing that they put in things three years in advance? That's something to consider. I mean, and then over and above, the that, sales guy might have made, made a pretty commission on that. But you have two it's events. A, it's a if one, he's even there anymore, it's like have, a one point six billion dollar stadium. <laughs> I mean, they'll take have, the money they can get. I guess, you have two yeah. events that combined will not draw the same that one full event for Atlanta United would draw. Yeah. It will not, they will not top the capacity of a full one event at Atlanta United game. So the thing about that is you're paying staffs twice. You're paying, you know, venue security twice. You're paying all these things twice to not even have the same ticket revenue, to not have the same capacity. And, and to me, this team brought you a championship. You know, Atlanta United is Atlanta. Monster Jam is monster. Monster Jam. Super, super <laughs> Cross will pack up and go to the next city. Well, the when pl- Joseph Martinez comes out in the AJC and says, we are not ready because I want to play at Mercedes-Benz right. Stadium. Let's talk about that. So we're, you know, Joseph Martinez said, quote unquote, I don't want to lie because I'm not good at math or statistics. But I think when we play at home, we win 90% of our games. He said, we play at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not Kennesaw. So we are not ready. We have to play at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Julian Gressel um, said, uh, well, I mean, he's typical Julian Gressel. He used to go with the flow. He says, it, w- it is what it is for me. We want to advance. That stands above all. It doesn't matter where the game is. Um, would have to uh, would have been nice to have it in the bends and have that factor for us. But Kennesaw has been good to us the last few times we've played there. Why not do it a third time? And I brought that well, up we, to you. Well, we've been knocked out of U.S. Open Cup <laughs> yeah. at there. We've, we've been knocked <laughs> out of U.S. Open Cup there. not been good to us at and all. I, and I brought this up to you. We got beat you. by a crap Chicago team. This is an entire... This is an, uh, uh, this In the is, first year. This is an example of, of exactly what I'm talking about. You have... Second year was at the bins. 
So I get Wizard of the Benz. So you we, have your MVP. We got knocked out by somebody. Chicago and the Benz. I thought it was Miami. Miami. Yeah. Miami. We lost to Miami down in Florida. Down in Florida. So here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You have the MLS MVP, your goal scoring champion leading an article saying, I'm not happy with this. But yet, we still have to get the positive sunshine pumping at the end with the player that says that, hey, everything's That's cool. typical journalism. You interview multiple people. They have different things to say. And, and the thing is, um, at the end of the day, uh, what's more important, your, your main center forward saying that it's bad or Julian Gressel saying it's good? I mean, or 60,000 fans more, that don't get to go to a it Champions League It resonates more with me what Joseph's saying because that's like, ooh, that's... That's that's interesting. I, I, uh, I agree. I just I, the article was about Joseph, and somehow they found a way to put a positive spin on it by well, by the lead in the uh, the editor put a uh, headline that was <laughs> specific to Joseph, and then Gressel here's my it. question: Do we think that when we were really honestly looking at at moving to fifth third and, and not moving other things, that this team was overconfident and thinking that we can knock at Herediano in the first I don't one? Think and there so. was no I point think some of our veterans even trying to. To, to pump out this match because we're going to have Monterey right after? I think our veterans were very weary of going to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, I, I think our veterans were weary of going to Costa Rica. I think that there might have been some some members of the fan base that Brad said, hey, Guzan we didn't get Suppressa. Brad, Brad Guzan's very familiar with watching Mexico struggle against Costa Rica and Costa Rica and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day... I don't think it's... Uh, let, me, let me say this real quick. I think it's more of the fact that it's... It's first time in, so we didn't really know what to expect. Less, right. less of oh, it's just Costa, it's just a Costa Rican side. I think it's it's more of I don't really know what I'm doing here. It's a combination of factors: new coach, less time to prepare, going down there to Costa Rica. I think it all just came together in a and perfect nine storm. weeks. I yeah. mean, literally nine weeks from from cup to kit reveal, and right. then four days after that, we we played a, a competitive match. Well, These guys didn't even really get an off season. No, they yeah. Didn't. And uh, well, with that, uh, we will be at Kennesaw. Uh, Devin, you had a, a winner. I did of your competition to, to have someone go with you. Yeah, uh, so I'm always going to be doing those things. I, I want you guys to really pay attention to Unrelegated ATL and or Unrel ATL and and uh, Atlanta United Fan TV. You know, I I love to uh, to to involve our fans and our listeners. So um, we did a thing. It's where, a lot of fun. I did it a few yeah. times last year where I had extra tickets and I just just like raffled them. You know, yeah, kind of well, did a, a Twitter competition. And we whatever. always do it really easy. Just you know. Yeah. Just sign up and follow because we're yeah. bringing you really great content. So, you know, if you do something like that and you help us spread the word of it, you know, you never know how it's going to pay you back. And uh, Daniel Graham will be joining me uh, at, uh, at Kennesaw for Heredia. I've already sent him the Congrats, ticket. He's already Daniel. excited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Daniel, beers are on you for the first round. Very cool, guys. We're going to take a break. We'll talk after the break a little bit about Miggy, uh, some cool merch, and some league news after this. Or this. Hey guys. What's up, everyone? As you know, we are huge Atlanta Beer Bus fans. Oh my God, we are the hugest fans. And you may know because we've given you offers in the past, and now we've got a new offer for you. You guys are going to be blown away. If you don't know, Atlanta Beer Bus is Atlanta's only hop-on and hop-off brewery shuttle service. Yeah, and you can ride between seven breweries, one cidery, and a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15 a day. But guys, Fridays are now happy hour. You can now ride for $10 on Fridays. 
You've got to be kidding me. Ten dollars? Yeah. So what are you guys doing? Why are you going? Why are you taking expensive lift rides or Uber to to, yeah, to breweries? No or having to try to find them on a map or ways? Yeah. I mean, don't do that. Or trying to designate a friend as a designated driver and punishing him. Oh or my her. God, those conversations—they're <laughs> awful. Those are awful conversations. Someone's always grabbing the short straw. Well, I mean, really, it's most likely. <laughs> Plus, guys, not me. as Kelly's favorite, as Kelly's favorite, you beer get, nerds. You get beer, the beer nerds. You get beer nerds, guys. That means you get somebody that's going to tell you all about the brewery, all about what's new before you even get there so you don't have to get off and then pause and wait for somebody to give you a tour and all of that. It's all done on the shuttle ahead of time. They're nerds that love beer. How could you not like them? Plus the drivers, they got great taste in music I hear. Yeah, oh, perfect taste in music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe bring your own mixtape. I don't think they have have cassette tape players. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) But listen, guys, unrelegated listeners now get 20% off daily passes with the promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. And the reason that's cool is because they can now be used on any weekend route. Any, any weekend route. That means Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And because Fridays, like Jay said, are now happy hour, that means unrelegated listeners can ride the bus on a Friday for just $8. Now listen, the offer is limited to one person per weekend and cannot be combined with other offers, but that doesn't matter because they only need one day to get through these breweries, you only guys. Need one. And you know what? If you want any more kind of cool tidbits and other facts about them, you can follow them at ATL Beer Bus on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can visit them at AtlantaBeerBus.com for full details as the daily routes may change on occasion. So go there, check it out, see what the routes look like, and then go ahead and use your code. Atlanta Beer Bus, people. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. Quicker than ever. What's the quickest? <laughs> I was going to use the bathroom, but no. I wasn't even able to I get am, a drink I'm, in the meantime. I am faster with a Coke Zero than without a Coke Zero. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. After weeks of dealing with Miggy's faster with the ball and, and then without the uh, ball. okay. I see comments, the reference You don't know what it means? No, 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 no. I know what you mean. Okay. I know what it means. No, um, I was literally in the team store today. I was talking to Tanner, and then we were watching Miggy play, and and he said something, and I was like, "Oh, how fast is Miggy?" He goes, "I'm not going to repeat what Jay says." <laughs> uh, but just seeing that, I across, gave him so much, so oh much shit God. for when he said it. Yeah, just the um, media. I mean, yeah. like literally seeing seeing people just pick that phrase. <laughs> it was just amusing to me how like when I was counting literally by the hour when the transfer was going on, as like more articles came out or more tweets that had that included, or Darren Eels interviews, whatever. So I just thought that was hilarious. So now when Whenever Miggy's on and people are watching at Newcastle, people tweet at me the phrase uh, to see if my he reaction. Says he's faster, faster on the ball than he is without. <laughs> Science. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Miggy started uh, both w- uh, against Huddersfield and Burnley and was taken off around the seventh minute both times. Eightieth, uh, broke like every Newcastle yeah. record in terms of uh, number of. Uh, key plays, yep. passes, yeah. uh, running. He's ran like eight kilometers yeah. <laughs> in the last game. He's, he's every time you watch him now with that team, he's he's stand out. It's like, funny because this uh, is like normal for us watching, and, and, then, yeah. and everybody's just blown away. But he has completely changed. If you look around, like like what he's done for Newcastle, like that team was just the fans too. Yeah, they're, yeah that was actually brought the on. Games, they're standing up and giving him ovations. Yeah, they're, that they was, have chance for him. They have a war banner for him, which yeah. is which is you know unheard of for a first that soon. first game player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was said in the commentary today in the Burnley game that that he's quickly, quickly becoming a fan favorite. 
Like that it's they clear. stand yeah. behind him and like that this is this How could you not? Well, that's I such mean, a deprived can. fan base. I mean, you think about it, they they hadn't broken their 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 transfer record since Michael Owen in yeah. 2005. And then there was that wonderful so. tweet that came out or it wasn't even a tweet. It was it was a picture that was shared by Miggy's uh, wife where it was like literally just Miggy's face and every emotion smile, smiling, smile happy, this, angry and it's the same face. Pen, pensive was pensive, my favorite. And it's just, <laughs> just he's the same smiling. Face. Yeah. Oh man, so so good. So yeah, that's always enjoyable to see how he's doing and we probably I don't know if we'll continue to talk about Miguel Marone on the podcast, but right I don't now, see why we right wouldn't. now it's fun because we're seeing another fan base fall in love with a player the same way we did. I which is kind of I also cool see, to see there's there's also bleed over. If you look at it, there's there's I, I know in my personal Twitter I, I see and and that's that's my main spot. If you don't follow me, follow me at, at Devin I'm for more real. From Newcastle fans too, a like lot saying, of Newcastle hey, we're coming fans. to Atlanta. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that are saying, listen, I I never followed MLS. I'm an Atlanta United fan yeah. now. And where do you live? Oh, I'm a, I'm a Gallows Gate uh, end supporter. I live in Newcastle on Tyne. It's like, wow. Okay, so that's this is how this is the benefit of the global brand, and that's why I say like, don't get attached to players here. Just support them wherever they go. I'm I an mean, Ars- I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm not going to pull for 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 him two matches. No, a year, I'm but, not going to be wearing a Newcastle but, shirt. But but 36 but, out of 38. Oh, I will. But, <laughs> it's but, my shade. But 36 <laughs> out of 38 matches. I wish him all the best, and I hope that they do absolutely amazing things. I hope he puts in braces against Spuds. I hope he you know gets assists against Chelsea. I hope against, they rest him against Arsenal. Against Arsenal, I, I, I hope he takes a day off. Exactly. You know what is so so fascinating about this, though, in that regard? I mean, I also have noticed more uh, Newcastle uh, people interacting with me on Twitter, but it's this whole idea of that if they if if the Premier League sees a player like Miggy and was like, oh, he came from the MLS, he came from this team. Let me go watch this team to see what they're and they're they're going to see the likes of Joseph Martinez and uh, um, Bitti Martinez and Barco and and Nagby, and they're going to see all of these great players, and they're like, oh, well. We can the league MLS growth is, so, is always a good thing. Yeah, it's it's just it's highlighting the fact that MLS has players that are of the high quality caliber that the Premier League is. Well, so, somebody mean, tweeted that today. I think it was Matt Doyle who, when he tweeted out, he's like, yeah. "Imagine what this is going to do to transfer values of young players. What what Tyler Adams and Miguel Almiron do for the the you know the MLS 4.0 players yeah, this, that are in academies this, right now. This transfer window is probably the most historic." In MLS history, just just with those two players until the next Alfonso one. Alfonso Davies too. Yeah, and, up, and he hasn't even like gotten uh, to really uh, get in there yet. He's so young, so right. uh, he's he's just getting ramped up. So right. Um, also, uh, some cool merch uh, that we saw. Archie Eversol tweeted out a picture and a link to a We Ready scarf, which we retweeted. You can check it out on That's Unreal. That's my dog. What up, Archie? At Unreal ATL. So we retweeted that. You can check it out. And uh, if we do see another link or something, we'll give that out. Um, also, uh, local artist um, uh, JEE710, that's G710 on Instagram, is selling 24 by 30 print versions of his Joseph Martinez canvas. And if you haven't seen this, go check him out on Instagram. It's titled Hail to the King. He put the canvas up for sale. We helped tweet that out and get that out for him. And now it's be, uh, he got so much interest from people after I think he sold the canvas that he's doing prints for 50 bucks. Doesn't Joseph have it? He, I mean, I don't know. I don't I know. Think, I think I remember seeing a photo with Joseph. He gets his hands on pretty much anything yeah. with his right, face yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> so any, anything with. I'm sure his house is like a shrine to him. <laughs> and uh, and then also, I think we can talk about this, right? It's been long enough since the season ticket boxes have come, right? Oh yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. gotten Everybody's those seen by now. It. All right, you I, I go. I go, I go on the 72 hour rule for those kind of things. Yeah, if, if it's, it's like, if it's past three days, yeah. yeah, it's been a while. So I think I was one of the last people to get them. So if I, if I've now seen it, um, and uh, and a video went out that skate. Uh, from Atlanta United and some others 
re- from there retweeted. So right. if they're retweeting it, I guess I think they really got their stuff. Unless it's delayed in the mail, we apologize. But uh, <laughs> the unboxing, what did you guys think of that uh, that season ticket box or whatever you call it? it I don't was, know what you call it. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was because we every every season I think it's been getting better, obviously, um, because. Because we've been getting better, and we get, we get more money. That means it, it's more of its uh, geared towards Give fan us interaction. More of the stuff. Yeah, uh, I thought it was just classy. It was looking. It, it felt like an old classic Cadillac that you open up, and like then the hood of the yeah, the hood of the, and like you're like, oh hi, oh oh, you're so pretty. And then the moment you flip that second inner flap open, and then the lights come on, you're like, holy. The shit. only thing it Were was missing. Lights? Yeah, the only thing it was missing. Your was, lights didn't work. My box was beat to hell. Oh no! <laughs> That's, That's what, what she said. said. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. No, but it was. Mine was completely decimated, uh, so it would not have looked good if I did an unboxing video. Like it would have been a disaster. The only thing like, to oh, me, no. the only thing to me that was missing was like the Game of Thrones theme. Like if it would have opened oh, up. Oh yeah. Because wasn't there do, 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 wasn't there chanting the last time the chant came yeah. out? It was chanting in the, the, in the last one. The yeah. And, and that didn't work for me either. Gee. So I. And that and that well, one. Well, my charger didn't work. I remember they gave me a. a Charger? They they gave me like this, uh, or, or was it the portable charger thing? None of th- those two things didn't yeah, work. Yeah, the for charger me. didn't work for me in the last one, and then the the nice try, guys. Thank you. The the speaker was the one that chanted the ATL, and, mine didn't yes. work. and my speaker died immediately. Yeah. And I don't do batteries, so like that was done. Did it come with battery? I thought like, it I came thought, with batteries, but uh, you the, it was a battery powered. I thought you yeah. couldn't. I thought you couldn't even replace a battery. So once it died, mm-hmm. it was dead. But good idea. But yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, I think my wife Jenny was more excited about the license plate than yes. anything else because she, it's on my car. She bought us two regular ones, mm-hmm. and I still haven't put mine on. I'm lazy, and so she was like, "Yoink! I'm taking that." So uh, she's gonna put that on her car. So, so and the keychains are dope. Although the 17s already rubbing off. Yeah, on mine rubbing off. Yeah. Oh, uh, so the license plate came from me, and I am a founding member. But the license plate came that said "Unite and Cocker," and then I got a little note in it that said. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience. Your founding member unite uh, license plate will so be they, coming. So they gave you an extra one, yes. anyways. So okay. I so gave I, I, I gave that one to my dad. Yeah. And then I'll be getting my founding and member. And that is one. cool that they do put on your passes. If you're a founding member, they make that clear. Yes. And if you don't know what a founding member is, guys, if you're just tuning in or you bought season tickets last year, it's if you bought in that first season. Right. Uh, then you were considered a founding member, even if it was the last day of the season. It was you were an still extra, considered like, a founding thing, member. You bought right? season tickets. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're a founding member, and so that they keep track of that. And so uh, that's why some people, if you saw pictures, it said founding member on some of the right uh, gear instead of unite and conquer. Instead of unite and conquer. So, yeah. um, and then also uh, speaking of unite and conquer, hashtag. United oh, Conquer. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about that real briefly. Um, so last year, uh, the United Conquer hashtag first appeared, and I thought it was playoff specific. Like it was for the playoffs. It was like an extra little thing, and I didn't think anything of it. And I'd, I'd use it on occasion, but mainly I was like, it's too long to type, so I'm not going to do it uh, because I just you know tweet so much and stuff. I'm just like, eh, you know, ATL UTD is what people search on more, and if I want this to be seen, no one's going to look uh, at United Conquer. So, or like a lot of people were just doing both because they want people to right. see. <laughs> Tag it but, up. But this year they made this sort of an official thing. And the first thing I learned is that uh, it's commonly known when the emoji is attached to the hashtag is they're called hash flags. And I had no idea that that was well, a thing I didn't even where you know get the that actual either. logo a, attached a to A social it. media guy from Bayern Munich who tweeted about it, uh, who ironically said that, that hash flags should be succinct 
and tie to the closest branding that your team or whatever has. And Felipe Cardenas said, so you mean ATLUTD? Because <laughs> that's what that's most what people it should know. Be. So but, I, yeah. I mean, I just did it. I just did a joke tweet. I said, you know, I'm surprised that they did it, but oh well, whatever. You hey. know, uh, who cares? Uh, it's not that big of a deal. It uh, could be Sounders Match Day, or yeah, it could be worse. It could or be face, face of the city. No, face or- of city. Of face city. of city, face of city, and then also orange forever. No, no, forever oh, orange. Forever orange. Face of which is basically awful. just a meaning for Donald Trump. Exactly. Face of city is Orlando. Is Orlando, yes. which the first thing I thought, ironically, was NYC because city is in their name. Right. Also, so I don't know why the thing, but anyways, so that's For just for some weird. reason I just thought of Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> like that's the only thing that pops up in my just head. Drinking a giant <laughs> cosmopolitan uh, <laughs> face, or standing of city. in a in a pink tutu like dress, <laughs> that, getting water splashed. That's on what her from we need to do. We need to replace the lion on their logo with just a Sarah Jessica Parker face. Uh, face of city. They don't deserve her. <laughs> they don't deserve her. I'm actually absolutely honest. Yeah, 100 percent on that boat. No, don't that, deserve her at all. Yeah, she doesn't deserve that. So maybe uh, maybe, maybe we just. <laughs> Use Big Ange from Mob Wives. Then rest in peace. <laughs> Big Ange. Oh my God. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they did chose to do that. I, I think it's silly because, like, why is hashtag ATOUTD so sacrosanct? Why not use that and invest in that? Use that investment, that especially you, when in the first match you, you're playing hashtag the team, DCU. The team's the one that started the ATOUTD hashtag in the first place. Yeah. It's what they bring out to every event, so that why, ATLUTD yeah, hashtag. So I don't know. Whatever. I will say with that though, <laughs> if anybody wants to find a quicker way to tweet that out i literally posted a yes. video on on twitter on how you sync that to a shortcut for text if you have an iphone go check out the kelly francis at the kelly francis on twitter she tweeted out a video on how to make a shortcut and it's it's similar in android you can make a shortcut so that if you type in a, a, a letter or three letters or whatever that'll automatically give you the uh recommendation Correct. For that name. So you chose to do what three letters? UAC. Uh, UAC. Unite so and that, Conquer. It's unlikely you'll ever use those three letters for anything ever. else. And ever. That's, the, that's the whole idea. Under so a yes. cloud. You pick, <laughs> you pick something that's true. Under a cloud. I mean, I normally am under a cloud. Oh, so that's I not mean, true. You're, you're, you're full of sunshine and, and positivity. Uh, thanks for like promoting me unite, and, and lifting unite me all up, clowns. Lifting you up like a cloud. Unite, uh, <laughs> unite all clowns. Uh, okay, Dar- Devin's just going to keep coming with those, and while he does that, we're going to dig into a little bit of uh, Unmasked <laughs> some clown. league news that, that I just uh, noticed and thought we could talk Unserped about. Unserped a clown. Fir- Ut- utmost apathy completed. The first thing is we've been inundated with all of these white kits that have been coming out from Adidas. And it's like we've been having just everyone's over it. Just over They're the white so T-shirts. They're going to get so dirty so soon. The white ring tees. I mean, t- the great Tide should become a sponsor for Absolutely. all these teams. Slap a logo really? on a plain no. white tee. <laughs> Could like, you imagine like right above the MLS logo and all those just yeah, tied? And with instructions on how to, <laughs> how to wash it. Do not bleach. <laughs> uh, Seattle made something of a rumble when we thought all the kits were out and that was it. And that we've seen all the garbage white kits. And they came out with a black and pink jersey a la arsenal last year enter miami also uh uh real madrid had pink in theirs one year uh it's it's been done it's not new it's not new but you would think that inner miami fans i love every bit of the snark invented 
pink. <laughs> like <laughs> invented black and pink. Because I mean, Correct. they were like, I mean, basically all I saw was stolen, Sons stolen, and <laughs> stole our colors, stole our colors. And I'm like, really? Like, and I even tweeted, I said, I don't know what's worse, like this, st- they stole our chant Twitter or they stole our color ch- Twitter. Like, what well, is worse than that? Like, come did, on. Didn't I can't, I can't? It was it Pablo Mauer, but somebody tweeted out. Today, I think it was Pablo Mauer, that DC United was looking at a white, black, and pink kit. They ha- Yeah, they had mock-ups of something. Yeah. They had pink in a couple of their mock-ups. Yeah. Yeah, white and pink and other things. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, pink was, I, I guess, was a running running. But you have to understand, year. this was these jerseys start getting created a year ago. And yeah. I wish they would do more things like they do in the Premier League and La Liga, where you have... Third kit? Where you have a third kit. Yeah. There should absolutely be a cup kit. That the team could absolutely. buy and do yeah. as part of a separate... Subcontract of Adidas or whatever. Or I Adidas want a midnight has a, black kit. Adidas has a content creator's entire side. Like they do they have the creative content people. Like put it out to their team. Yeah. Like crowdsource that stuff. There are enough creative people in Atlanta that we could have a cool third We're kit. We're playing in international competitions. We should exactly. have a third kit. Exactly. We We're, really should. I've said this all We're along. We're playing in CCL. We and should have a third kit. And you know we would buy it. The people would buy it. We got the largest fan base in the MLS. The people would buy a third kit. So, or at least the greediest. Yeah. Well, I mean, just (laughs) we want it all. (laughs) Just do something. Just do something that that differentiates yourself. Because, like you just said, we're playing in Campione's Cup. Hopefully, Club World Cup. You know, Champions League. All these other competitions. You know, as well as the MLS, we have the opportunity to really step out and have that third kit. And especially when there is left, there's something left to be desired from the Authentics this year. I feel like there's an opportunity missed. Uh, yeah, and uh, I just th- I find it funny that a team that's not even an MLS and uh, but kudos it, to Seattle for for is, copying Las Vegas lights. That's yeah, another thing. Yeah, it's getting it's getting ramped up. I'm like, there's only so many Adidas templates, guys. Right. Relax. Like, there's only so many colors in the rainbow. But see, you say that, <laughs> and see, I look at FC Cincinnati's kits, and I think FC Cincinnati's kits are. But dope. people were people were giving it crap because it's based off an old USL template that that was used. That and so yeah. you can't win. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win. But it, I don't care if it's a template. If it looks good, I don't care if three teams use it. At least it looks good. If you, you know made, what I mean? Instead made, of with white nonsense. But if you made the Atlanta United kit look like that FC Cincinnati kit. Uh, I would, Rob Usry was, uh, I would was all on that train. He was like, Why? those have stripes. And the, they're broken up, but they're, they're broken stripes. Up. And, yeah. and, and, and the one kit that, I, that, that we haven't mentioned that we probably won't is the... Uh, do you, did you see the Real Salt Lake kit where it looked like every no. single one was different and the printer, it just literally looked like the printer Oh, the printer broke. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but see, I to, didn't see this. It was, like me, a, it was like Mike Pecky's uh, printer broke. And, yeah, it, <laughs> like it started out with stripes and then it kind of got broken up and towards it got, at yeah. the bottom there were no stripes. Uh, yeah. And people were literally like, what is this? Did it run this out is, of toner? It's the, same, it's the same problem I have with uh, LAFCs. It, there's this glitch, White like line. the glitch thing. The glitch feed. Or it, it looks, looks like tire marks. It looks like, a, it looks like an effect that I have in an After Effects. That's what yes. it looks like. Yeah, that I, I'm like I've used that effect. We should, we could do a whole <laughs> we could do like a whole episode on kit rankings and new kit. Oh rankings. my god! There's no, a lot I mean, of good stuff and, and there's a lot of shit. Probably will do that. But the, yeah, th- thankfully we have people with with design minds that can put out that content for us. Um, so you don't have to listen uh, listen to us drab on about it. All right, guys. Uh, enough, I like the pink. Enough white t-shirts. Uh, why not just do a wife beater next year? I mean, like you know, just have the the whole. Jay, Jay's pushing for the sleeveless. Yeah, NBA just jersey style. Yes. Just do it. Just do it. Like, NBA jersey style, but made of cotton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think fine. Just, just do that because uh, that's how much it shows that they care to me. Like when some of these white kids. Moving on, um, if we look ahead to Kennesaw uh, coming up here very soon, um, two days. 
I want to talk about well, one day if you're listening. Yeah, the main thing I want to the main thing I want to talk about and loop back around to what we were getting into earlier is who is going to rotate in? Are we going to see Bello again? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a consistent a consensus of but everybody. Why? You think it's because of his performance or just because rotation? I've got three big subs. I think I think Bello for Shea. Yeah. Um, I think Lorenowitz for Nagby. And uh, I would also look at So Nagby and Larry out. Uh, Nagby and Larry out. And I would also look at uh, Tito for Barco and use Barco as a 100%. super sub. 100%. Tito, every time he comes on the pitch, is exactly what we need him to be. We need that fire going into the match. Even if he only gives it to us for 60 minutes. And then, and we, then, and then you then put Barco in. That's what I would I would make those three subs. I would, 100%. I would put in Breck Shea. I would put in Darlington Nagby. And I would put in Do Tito Do we know Vizalba. when Escobar is going to be fit? Escobar's not been in training. I would think first home match. Eight weeks would have put him at, like, right at March 1st from the injury. Gotcha. So D.C. would have been a stretch. Mm -hmm. I think – I don't – I don't know. No, I I think everybody got really happy when they saw him with the – you know, without the the sling on. I just just didn't see any new injury news on him. The the minute I see him in training again, I'll I'll, I'll start thinking about it. Because he's been running by himself, but he hasn't been He hasn't been with the group. Did you see Frank DeBoer's quote on why he played Bello? It was kind of odd. Because Shea was too tall for the turf. (laughs) He said something about... Is that what he said? He said said something about the fact that it was turf, and so he didn't want to play Breck Breck's height on turf. That's not what I heard. He didn't say height. This is from Doug Robertson's quote that he got. And he said it was a very strange quote that Frank DeBoer said that um, he played Bello instead of Breck Shea because of the turf, period. That's not – so what that I – That is the my quote from the paper. Okay, I understand. But that my understanding was he played Bello because Bello understood the system more. Who said that? I, Where was that quote? I don't know. I've never but heard that like before. But that's like what I remember reading. It, it, I've it, never heard it, it all came – it, it, it I don't. Was, I can never see a coach saying sense. that about another player. Like Shea doesn't understand our system well enough, so I'm not playing him. Like yeah, especially when the system completely changed from coach to coach. It's new to everybody. It's new to everybody. And 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 Bello played under Martino, so you can't. And, and Shea was was in Vancouver, so you can't really say like they're both new to the system. They're both learning. Either as they way, go. but here's there's the no thing. clarity. And, and Breck Shea's played Concacaf matches. Yeah, Breck Shea's played in England. He's played in Mexico, I think. Breck Shea's a United yeah. States men's national team member, like or, or was. Was. But 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 he's played these matches. He knows those refs. He knows that style. Like you put a seventeen year old in front of a firing squad and then and then he looked lost. He yeah. literally looked the goals came from his side. And they came from him being out of position. And how many times did Bello go up the and I'm not I'm, I really don't want to rag on, on George Bello because he's a Why super do you hate talent. George? I love George Bello. I think he's <laughs> going to be great. But I think a lot of people again I use the word a lot. They were sunshine pumping because they saw him score a goal against New England Revolution. They heard that he was being scouted by Chelsea, and everybody thinks, oh, he's going to be great. But the fact of the matter is that these people yeah. are people, and they're, they're fallible. We saw that about Andrew Carlton, and then he petered off. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, there's a lack of consistency at that age. So Right, and um, the expectation level on the fan is just – George Bellow is, an, is a spectacular talent, but throwing him in against a it's, – it's the same thing as saying, like, you know, hey, this kid's great in high school, so he should go straight to the NFL. Well, if you put an 18-year-old kid – against a 30-year-old man, the 18-year-old kid's going to lose. It just raises more questions of why Bella wasn't played, rotated in to this week's game instead of started in Costa Rica, and I'll never understand that. So. And I would rather... It's a choice he made. And yeah. with the league coming up, too, I wouldn't start him at D.C. I would start him against Cincinnati, a lesser team admittedly as an expansion team, at home in a more calm environment than, say, you know, 
if let's say Brett comes in, we're going to have to rotate the squad after the 28th. If he, if, if you play Bello on the road against Luciano Acosta and Wayne Rooney in D.C. on the season opener, you might see the same performance. I just don't want to see LGP yelling at George anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't want to see LGP yelling at anybody after that, the match he has. That poor boy. <laughs> LGP yells at at Georgie as he calls him quite often. Often, so I mean, it's it's a it's a matter of of is that his nickname is Georgie Georgie yeah. with LGP. You well, never you haven't seen the videos, Georgie. If it's on Georgie. Snapchat or Instagram, I don't I don't know. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, well, it's a direct, but it's it's about a player learning. Yeah, I like and, the yelling because it shows that he cares. No, that's fine. Correct. It shows if you don't. But care, we just don't. We don't need him being yelled at every game. If oh, he's no. like you know, let's put him in a position where he could be successful. Um, uh. I think that Brack Shea will score eleven goals. Yes, and I'm uh, calling fourteen nothing with a with three Brack Shea. So half my track. score prediction is eleven nothing. <laughs> uh, obviously, no. Seriously though, uh, any score predictions from y'all? Yes, we give up a lot of goals. We're going to give up a goal, but we're going to score four. It's going to be four one. And you think the offense is just going to click on? I think it'll be four nothing at halftime, and I think we'll give up a stupid goal in the second half, yeah. like we always do. Yeah. Wow, four nothing before the half. We should have been up. Th- we should have been up two nil in the first five minutes, and then we gave up the dumb goal. And then and Joseph then we sh- missed a. Cl- I mean, he never misses those sitters like that. that we had every chance to make that yeah. last game three three. They had every chance to make that game five one. Now, what everybody remembers about Herediano is they won a match three nil, and then turned around and lost the second leg six nil. So they have this in them, and they just lost the match in their yeah, league three to two. Yeah, they gave up a three goal two. lead or something. A crazy. Two, two, two two goal, goal lead, lead lost yeah. three two. Yeah, in so, the last minutes, nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. So this team is not some super team that we can't beat. I would put them on on I mean this is this is playing a match against Dallas. This yeah. is, they are that quality. Like we can beat this team and we should we should score. The fans need to be up for it. We we should beat this team badly. Okay. Kelly, I actually don't have a score prediction for this because I keep going over it in my mind and 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 this honest, is this is outrageous. No. No I'm, score prediction. I, <laughs> I look at it is where we'll I mean Are honest, you that nervous about it? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Really? Okay. This is our first inter- this is our first foray into international play. So are play, you not giving a score we, prediction because you think we're going to lose and you just don't want to say that? No, because I'm going over it in my mind. I'm thinking we're two up at the half. We concede a goal. We're down one. So we're at 2-1. So we have to get the third. So we get to 3-1. And then, then my mind immediately goes, shit, we got to go to penalties. And I don't want to I don't want to go to penalties. So you're letting that MLS graphic go through your mind where they show like, I'm not the, letting the, the graph. The I'm the going charts. through like... Yeah. Logistically, are are how in my mind the game is going to go, and I see it ending in penalties, and I don't want to agree with that. And see, here's here's where I disagree with you because I think that the Lorenowitz Rometty midfield was so disjointed that when you bring in Darlington Nagby, I think you're going to have such a focus on attack that it's going to be we're going to bombard them. They are not going to have the option to when I see it. I'll, do what when they I, did. when I see it, I'll believe it. Right now. I'm I'm going off of what I saw in the last match, yeah. and I'm going off the, the the confidence I do have in our players. So but do you think it's I don't want to see it go to a, a penalty shootout? I just don't. So, you, but you do think it's going to go to penalties, or you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. If if I'm if I'm going to say how I think it's going to go in my mind, we're two up at the half. We let in a goal after the half. We we come back. We get three one. Three one means we got to go to penalties. Okay. There there is no extra or time. Three, th- there is an end of time. No, there's, there's no not. extra time in the There's no extra time. It's just penalties. Yeah, so my score prediction was 2-2, which would... Uh, knock w- us out. That would knock us out. So uh, I think that we put ourselves too much in the hole, and um, I think that uh, as much as we we score a couple goals, I just... I don't know. The defense just looks so 
shaky. It looks so bad. And guys. see, that's where I it think if so you bring bad. in if you bring in a Breck Shea, and yeah. if you bring in and I, I I'm sorry, I would I would put Parker's back in the middle and put put Robinson as the right center back. Yeah. Because um, I understand all the pundits are saying Atlanta will absolutely win this game, and I'm like, I'm not sure about that. We were supposed I mean, to. We were supposed to. This we can win this game. Yeah, we're we're dealing with a young guy in center back. How much Miles are we going to give up? How much are we going to give up? That back three gives me no confidence. Right exactly. Now. You could. We could score three. It's not that LGP and Parker aren't individually talented. It's just the three of them operating together don't seem to be connecting right at all. Well, let's hope that a week yeah. of film, and I said this on Twitter, like a lot of people were like, oh, we just need to get over this game. I was like, no, this match needs to be, sh- those first 10 minutes and every goal that they scored needs to be showing on loop in the training ground. can't be giving up set goals like that. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Screwed. That needs, they needed to watch that film when they were peeing. They needed to watch <laughs> I, that film in the weight room. They needed to watch <laughs> that film on the training ground. Yeah. The I, whole, that needed to be showing on repeat all week long. I said this on Soccer Down Here, and I absolutely 100% mean it. That this team needs to look at. I'm sorry, we're having. There we go. Did we get it? Sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. No. Go ahead. Okay, so I said this before, and and it was on soccer down here, but this team needs to look at the loss that they suffered, and they need to look at it in a way that they are going to 100% come out of of that tunnel or whatever the the hell they're coming out of at fifth third, and they are going to decimate. Herdiano. It needs to be almost like they are ashamed that they got beaten that badly, that they, they're ashamed of how crappy the defense was, that they come out and they're... Well, they didn't even want to do interviews. That Most of the guys came out, and didn't even do, which is unusual. But to me, I want that. Yeah. I want them to be pissed off. Yeah. They should be pissed off. This is an international match. You showed your ass in your first international match. You don't do that again. You should have lost 6-1. You should have lost 6-1. Let's call it what it is. If Brad Gazan doesn't make two huge saves... And and Miles Robinson doesn't clear a ball off the line. You are down six nothing before you score, before you score your goal. And and you know, it's just a situation. Kelly's one hundred percent right. You showed your ass. Now you have an opportunity to fix it. So put in your experienced players. Drop one of your older players and 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 put in a, a, a men's national team member and play offensive f- football. You cannot go side to side and back and and. And backwards to Guzan and expect to win. I'll tell you this though: if if Herdiano tries to uh, sit back, I do think we will win, because I think that's a that's that's, that's not a who bad, they are. That's a bad move by them. So it's interesting to see what the coach decides to do, because I think they they didn't play especially high pressing game, but they did press. At but times. when they pressed, Jimmy Jimmy yeah. Marin was was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. yeah, for sure. But they're they're not they're not a a sit back team. That's just not. How they how they function? So yeah, <laughs> that's not, I agree the, that's with not you. the Tico style. No. Yeah. yeah. So in my mind, they're that's probably how they gave up two goals uh, <laughs> in a short in, period of time in their last league time. match. Yeah. yeah. All I gotta say is everybody that's coming to that to that to that game, the ten thousand that we get at that game, we have to make our ten thousand feel like seventy thousand. And it will be raining most likely uh, according to the weather. Uh, so come and be prepared, possibly. but you have to show up and show out. And like like Devin said earlier. It is important for our team to feel like they are at home and they are playing in a advantaged game. I think the environment's going to be pretty cool there because it always is pretty special there. It's so do close we get, to the do pitch. Do we get flares? It's not the bends. You know, I, I know. I, you, you just said you just said it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty it's neat. It's, it's different. It's, it's not that. It, and and this this has to come off. But and, it is something that I think everybody would have preferred the bends coming out of a loss. 
to, to co- back into the bends yeah. with 70, Joseph would have preferred yeah. the bends. Well, and, yeah. and, and there's a real easy way to fix this if, if, if the team wants to wants to make it right and we are Hold able monster to... truck rallies in Kennesaw. Well, no, I mean, over, to, over <laughs> and above that, just, hey, man, there's there's probably close to 11,000 people that are going to attend this match. And we're, are we to advance? It's going to be a lot on the... It's going to be 100% on the team, but it's also going to be on the fans that are in that stadium. Reward them with tickets to the next round at no cost. If you're listening to me and you're a member of the Boom. team, that's the way that you fix this cluster I'll take a free throwing ticket. it down i'll take a free ticket all day throwing it down and get kelly your damn license plate no <laughs> yeah i want my founding members license plate uh guys uh looking ahead uh we have dc united turn around real quick in on sunday um and i just want to make it very simple season opener do you guys think acosta is gonna be in usual lucia costa form or does the psg sort of middle finger uh, to his transfer deal, does that affect him mentally? Because there's, there's, they're saying that he's holding out, that he's probably going to take a, a, a early pre-contract in the summer and just bounce, not even sign for DC. Yeah, I, everything I've read is he was pretty distraught over yeah. that. And that, and that, you know, there's how could you not be? Well, there's like, two sides I mean, to every right? story, and, yeah. and you know, it's a difference of a million and a half euros, or you know, some people say that the, who cares? The he was, flew out there. And he looked was like an in, ass he was sitting they, in a hotel room back. in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was sitting in a hotel room in Paris, and if, if the rumors are true that that DC United didn't take it because it was it was a million dollars short, you idiots. No. You yeah. idiots. Like, or, <laughs> or or just bit that they relied on a broker right. yeah, in a between party, yeah. that, that screwed the whole thing up in the first place, that, that, that there was a miscommunication. That's also on D.C. But, so so, you know, so do, I th- do I think Lucho Acosta comes out and plays a big – I mean, he obviously can. I mean, if he wants big money – Maybe he. This is his. He's like he's gonna put it all. You know, put it all out there. Or if mentally he's not. I don't know. He's he's still not. But everything I've read about him is that he is an emotional player. That you know, there was even talks about him taking a leave of absence from the team. Yeah. Um, so he, do I think that he plays a big role in this game? Let's just say I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I hope we Bill, all I, hope not. But <laughs> as but as a but as a, somebody that's one wanting obviously the league to move forward, he needs he needs to show up. If he wants to, that Rooney to, partnership is so key. He yeah. needs Acosta to be dead on because that well, relationship. And Audi Field is going to be packed. That relationship is what sparks that creativity and and creates such chaos. Is it's not one or the other; it's both of them together. And it's when the pair is firing yeah. that they did will, and, yeah. and that was what we noticed when they had that big run of home games. Like they 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 got back into the playoff push, and it was it was Acosta and Rooney and and. Everybody forgets Rooney's not that old. He's, he's, not. he's just, no, all, he's he's just over 30. Peter Crouch is, what, 38? He played today. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm super <laughs> close to the, how old Rooney <laughs> what, is. Uh, Burn, Burnley put him on the field last exactly. 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And he was all their big signer. Yeah. Is I want Wayne Rooney to do Wayne Rooney things and be amazing, just not against us. And, and if he can come back this year and destroy Will Johnson again, I love you. <laughs> You're good. That's all I want. That's I will I always want. remember that, uh, that wonderful. I'll never forgive you for yeah. being a mank, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, so I'm, we're not, it's too early, too soon to get score predictions and stuff like that. I was just curious if you guys thought Do you think they start Costa. Chris McCann? <laughs> Ooh, speaking I think of which, yeah. I think they do. Absolutely. I why think not? they do. I think, Agent yeah. McCann? I think they do. I mean, he played a lot of minutes for us. So, now here's the question. Uh, does, does Chris McCann two-foot anybody in the first minute? <laughs> AKA yes. Get a, get a faux red card and yeah. brought back on. The, uh, it, what's interesting is they did a whole like video on him. Yeah. And uh, they're treating him like he's a big deal. They're definitely pumping him up. Yeah, they're so. doing videos and paying him the vet men. I know. Gotta I know. love that. So so he's somebody that, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, to play against uh, to Chris McCann. Be what a good thing for his career, though. Yeah, I mean, he's coming towards the end of his career. And yeah. uh, it's a, it's at the end of the day, D.C. is a, is a 
cool city. And well, uh, it, it's a great new state. I mean, it's not RFK anymore. Well, yeah, and so. he's he's definitely getting up there right at the right time. Right, he's not playing in the dilapidated <laughs> stadium with yeah. no with no no rats, honestly, water no rats eating the breakfast. Honestly, exactly. I had a, I had a soft spot in my heart for DCU because Yumiel was there, and now that Yumiel is not there, you need to let it I go. I couldn't yeah. care. I know I couldn't care. Let it go. No, I'm not letting go of Yumiel. Yumiel is my baby. He will always be my baby. He's not coming back. He'll come back. Be my baby. He'll come uh, back in the summer because freaking LA Galaxy is breaking uh, all the rules, uh, uh, and we'll bring him back because we can take whoever we want now. Uh, Sad's never coming back. He's coming uh, back. <laughs> upcoming events. Guys, uh, when we take a look at uh, atlutd.com slash fan slash events and look at what's happening, uh, well, uh, the takeover, the soccer takeover, the March to Soccer week uh, leading to the first regular season match is upon us very soon. Starting on Tuesday will be Tuesday Takeover Tuesday uh, where they're going to start going out to neighborhoods. You'll wave your flags and they'll come and give you swag if they like your flag. And then on uh, the... Uh, oh, uh, Community Day um, is that March 6th, Wednesday, March 6th, Community Day. And that celebrates the return of MLS in Atlanta United. We'll be popping up locations all across uh, Atlanta uh, for pickup games um, for youth. So that's pretty cool. Um, all across the community. That's all right. All across the community. And so keep an eye out for that. And then Friday the 8th is Five Stripe Friday, March to Soccer. And that leads up uh, into Saturday, which is the block party. I'll be there. I will definitely Devin played at the last one. I did play at the last yeah, one. It was a lot of that's fun. That's how I got to know Devin. Yeah, we, we came close. And I will not be playing at this one, but I will be enjoying it. And uh, I'm pretty sure Jessica's going to be there as well, right? Yeah, it'll be at Edgewood. Uh, and uh, She's playing all of her soccer tennis. Are they, right. still, are they still looking for She'll volunteers for that? I, I know that they were uh, still looking for volunteers as of yesterday. I think the last time I talked to Jessica, they still are. Okay, yeah. So you can hit up Jessica, A-T-L-U-T-D, on Twitter and uh, if you want to volunteer for that. They usually set up a tent and have activities and things like that. That's Saturday, March 9th, 12 to 6 p.m. Uh, was a good time last time. Had a blast. There will be, I think last time there were even scarf tents where you could go and look oh, at yeah. scarves. There was and, the exchange. And all that stuff, too, from the scarful people. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for events coming up, guys. Can but you then think it, you, you can't forget about the 10th. We got the home. Uh, the day the after the block, you got the home open. Well, that's what I was getting to is the matches. Ah. The matches. I can tell you. Well, no, it will come up on the matches. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so on the matches, after DC United, the following Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, uh, is our first home opener, FC Cincinnati. That's going to be big. Uh, do you think they'll do a banner unveil? Uh, like, like, will they drop a championship banner? That's I would imagine a TIFO would come out. I think for our first big game, there'll be I'm a I'm not even thinking about a TIFO. I'm talking about, like, in the bins, are they going to hang oh, an MLS banner. championship banner? We talked about that at the kit reveal and trying to point out spots yeah. that it could be. Like, because yeah. they, can't block the they can't right. block the halo board. They can't block the halo board. I was thinking the perfect spot for that, you know, you've got the two graphics poles that then have the, the walkway, or the, the Falcons walkway or whatever, whatever yeah. they call it, the fan bridge. Yeah, the fan bridge. If you hung it from the fan bridge on the left or the right, pick, you know, Falcons on the left, United on the right, whichever side, there's that perfect spot where it wouldn't block anything and it would be the championship banner in front of the city. Well, that's That'd a great cool. idea, and um, I think it's going to be a pretty cool match because uh, FC Cincinnati, according to P. Brennan, ENQ, uh, Pat Brennan from the Inquirer in USA Today, FC Cincinnati is approaching 20,000 season tickets yep. expected in coming days. Only Seattle and Atlanta have ever done that previously, and so I expect them to have a huge turnout yes. uh, of folks coming from Cincinnati to this game. It just going to be that their kits aren't going to arrive in time. Well, yeah. <laughs> and Nippert, Nippert Stadium Wait, in Cincinnati would be a great road What trip. happened with that? There, there are a lot of the people who order their home kits. They're not going to come until after their season opener. Oh, Adidas opener. supply chain issues. Yep. Way to go, Adidas. And uh, what's the 
can't even say their names anymore. I hate them so much. Fanatics. All right. Uh, <laughs> so, so guys, uh, a lot of stuff packed into this next week. It's going to be pretty crazy. Um, and uh, we hope you all come out and join us at Kennesaw or at the tailgate uh, in Cincinnati game and come and hang out and come and meet with us and, and see all that stuff. Did you did you read, Kelly, this uh, this? Uh, re- I think I did, yeah, because if we're reviews? at 73, because I remember talking about se- uh, we're, we're at, at No, we're at 77 or something. Oh, are now. we? Are these yeah. new? So I didn't know if you... If we, if you possibly s- not. I'm going to read it really quickly, but just as a heads up, um, my my big birthday is on the 17th, so I expect oh, everybody to come out. 17? 17? The 17th. Does that 17th. Does that make you an Aries? Does that make you an Aries? Makes me Pisces. Pisces. Uh, yeah, and it's, and it's my 30th. So Congratulations. Thank you. I remember old. that age. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember those years. Back in the day. <laughs> Woo! I have not read this one. Okay. Let's do it. Five stars. Or I might have. It says So it says, Late to the Party, and it's by Nick Lamper. I started listening to the pod in the beginning, but I just didn't care for it. I was looking for a more in-the-weeds tactical analysis and breakdown. This narrow-mindedness caused me to miss out on how great this pod sorry, actually is. Sure, it's not just a show that breaks down every pass and formation shift, but it's a show that enca- encapsulates the incredible soccer culture that is Atlanta United. I just regret that it took me so long to realize what I was missing. Kelly, Jessica, and Jay are ATL UTD influencers and are a true asset to our supporters community. Thanks, Nick. Checks in the mail. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, that's a great, great Holy review. cow. Thanks for that review, guys. And keep giving us reviews. When we get to 100, we'll do a giveaway of some kind and uh, we'll do something super dope. Yep. Um, also, coming up with uh, with Unreal, we have some uh, really important big content shifts uh, coming up that we will keep you informed of. Stay tuned over the next couple of weeks leading up to uh, the home opener and uh, we'll have more information about that. So I uh, want to thank again um, uh, Atlanta Beer Bus, uh, AtlantaBeerBus.com. You can use promo code UNREL, that's U-N-R-E-L, for 20% off Friday through Sunday, and enjoy that sweet, sweet discount. Um, yeah, find us at Unreal ATL. Unreal ATL on social media, all the social medias, guys. Where can we find you, Devin? Uh, I'm at Devin, D-E-V-O-N, the number four, real. Devin for real. And you can check out uh, Atlanta United Fan TV at ATL UTD Fan TV on Twitter. Uh, and they are all over the place. Uh, yep. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel. Where can it's they find you? Super bomb. I am at J A Y underscore Riddle R I D D L E on Twitter. And I am at the Kelly Francis. And Jessica's at Jessica A T O U T D. Go check us out. Follow and uh, share. And uh, yeah, tell us what's in your mind. Listen to the pod. Tell us what you think. There's gonna be some lots of some awesome stuff coming up. So make sure that you check out everything that we've got going on and everything that was mentioned. It's crazy, man. Like we said, all the podcasts, all the content yeah. creators, all rising tide lifts all boats, and just all the exciting stuff. Everybody is just going next level this season, man. It's going to be crazy. Chapter three, baby. Let's go ATL UTD. Woo! Uh.